Hey everyone, this is Jason. Thanks so much for joining the Now of Work podcast. So, so excited that we're able to show you what we do every single Friday. Every single Friday as part of the Now of Work digital meetup. Look for the link in the show notes and hopefully you can join us on Fridays. But if not, here's the recording. This is a very special show. We first of all wish my co-host Jess Von Bank a very happy birthday. Second of all, we talk about what's coming up at the spring 2021 HR Tech Conference, and we're thrilled and honored to have Jackie Clayton. Jackie's a leader in the areas of recruiting, diversity, inclusion, and belonging. She'll be talking on this episode about what she's seeing, what we all need to do to bring diversity and inclusion to light, and how we need to unlearn to make it part of what we all believe and know is the right direction forward. I hope you enjoy this show. It was a great hour. Enjoy the listen, share it, like it. Talk to you soon. Happy Friday, everyone. Uh, February 5th, happy Saturday to those of you joining us on Saturday. Um, Welcome to the Now of Work digital meetup. It's been a a great, great week and really excited to um, close it off. There he is. (laughs) Hi, Mark. Hi, how are you guys doing? Fantastic. Thanks for oh, being Mark here. Is. Yeah. Mark is one of my favorite people in the world. Mark is with Southwest Airlines, as you can tell by his logo shirt that he's got on there today, sporting it. But Mark, it's Jess's birthday. I know. <laughs> I Unfortunately, I'm in, I was in the other room, literally playing the piano. Then I came back in. I wasn't. So uh, I might have to go ahead and later on run over there. If we have time, I will run over there and I will see if I can tune up the piano for you. I would well, love it. It would be great if we closed out today. If you're going to stay on, it would be great okay. if we closed out today with a singing oh. happy birthday to Jess. That would be awesome. <laughs> I love we'll, we'll, call, we'll have you come back on in 50 minutes or so. Sounds wonderful. Thank you, sir. So good to see you. So good to see you too as well and, and everybody online too. I know. Yes. What a community. Look at all these people. I it's huge. Them. It's wonderful. Yeah. So, so glad that Mark's here. Happy birthday, Jess. Uh, great to uh, see you on your birthday. And uh, thanks for not giving up your duties of co-hosting this uh, fantastic meetup on your birthday. Oh, my gosh. These are all part of your family, right? Just what you need, more of us in your family. I know. I took today off and you were like, you don't have to do this. And I said, are you kidding me? This is like the ha- the thing I want to do today. This is this, this is still the highlight. This is like the best way to spend a birthday. <laughs> so we're going to start off. Uh, is, there's a bunch of happy birthday wishes in there that I'll let you respond to or however you want to do it. But let's go into the polls. Go ahead and uh, in the poll, open up polls for those of you that haven't been here. Lexi. Oh my gosh. Lexi's here. Kelly's here. Cedric's here. Wow. This is this is the biggest party you're going to get. Uh, go into polls. <laughs> Uh, go into polls and um, go ahead. Green, yellow, and red. How are you today? Green, feel great. Yellow, eh, not so good. Red, uh, not feeling great, but uh, I know it's Friday and I'm here in the community and uh, looking forward to feeling good. So this is something we do, guys, every Friday. For those of you that are new, um, please type in that you're new. First time here. I'm not going to ask you to come on video or anything, um, but would love to... uh, to just know that uh, that you're here and joining us for the first time. Uh, and what we do on this uh, event every Friday is talk about what we call the now of work. 
which used to be called the future of work. And now we call it the now of work because we're living it. We're changing it. We're all part of making the movie that we're living in. Uh, we have a newbie, uh, yeah. Rob. So excited that Perfect. Rob's here. We have another newbie, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Thank you so much for joining. Um, I'm glad that you, we have a couple new guy, new people on. Great. If you click on the polls at the bottom, you'll see that the poll that's there. Jess, look at the greens. Let's check it out. <clears throat> oh my God. Really? 86% green. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's because it's your birthday or what, but, uh, it's a great number. And, uh, well, look at Paul. Paul's the first green been yellow for nine months. Paul, it's been my mission to turn that yellow to green. You're finally green. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So uh, this is a great number, you guys, uh, 86, 87%. You guys, some of you have, that have been with us forever as we've started this, if you remember, the greens were in the 30%. Um, so it's it's great to see, uh, great, great, great to see that. So um, we wanted to talk about, Jess, a few things today. Uh, um, Oh, go ahead. I said so many. Yes, please start. Yeah. yeah. So one of them that we brought up was just this concept about HR and how we got into HR, how people got into HR. I think it's a fascinating, fascinating, fascinating topic. So uh, would love, if anyone wants to share live, just go ahead and say live uh, in the chat and we'll bring you on live. Otherwise, would love to hear your stories about it. And uh, just you know, we did this as part of one of our company meetings this week, so it was great to uh, um, to to hear some fascinating stories. Uh, maybe you want to share yours to get started. My first job out of college was selling business insurance to auto dealers and contractors and you know businesses across central Minnesota. Don't even ask me. I but I was good at it. I loved it. I loved being, you know, I'm a small town, North Dakota girl. So I loved calling on business owners across the state of Minnesota and driving around in my territory. And I sold a lot of insurance, but I could not imagine myself doing that for decades and decades. And one of my, one of my colleagues in my office said, you should do what my wife does. You would make a fantastic recruiter. And I said, what is a, what are the, what is that? What is a headhunter? What are they, what are they doing? He goes, you make love connections between people and work. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> and I literally, Kelly, hi, Kelly. Look at you. I love that Buffalo plaid. That's my favorite. Thank you. Anyway, hi, Kelly. How are you? Recruiting I'm good. Years ago. Kelly, how did you start in HR? I want to hear your story. I fell into it. Everybody does. <laughs> So look, you said, Jenny, you, uh, Kelly, you said you fell into it the exact same minute that Jenny said she <laughs> fell into it. I think it um, can happen. Um, but my, I grew up with my mom as a professional and she was in a finance and I thought, oh, numbers, I like it. So went to school, was starting out in finance and uh, I had to work full time when I went to school. So I got a job as an administrative assistant working for the office manager and the HR manager. And she was fabulous. I fell in love with the role because of her as a leader and a mentor. I was 21, I was in my decadent 20s and she was great. And I'm like, I'm changing my degree and changed it in an HR focus. And my career led for 25 years into HR. 
Um, it's gone a little bit different, but I still pull on that experience a lot. And I've worked in a variety of environments and it's just loving on the humans that was part of HR and literally fell into it. And I had a great uh, mentor. Her name was Pam and I credit her for driving me into this because I was just going to be a little administrator. Wow. Wow. That's an awesome story. Yep. So thank you. Thanks for sharing. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. I love this event. I love the people. I have linked in with more people from this event than probably anything else I do. Oh, cool. Good. I think this is my favorite thing to do is make connections. And like, that's all we do do in here is connect the dots between ideas and people. And uh, I just love it. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing, Kelly. Have a good day. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. Bye. Um, so I want to just share some of the other things in here. So uh, Paul, late October 97, answered an, an ad for a headhunter. 100K, we'll train. That's how I got to this point. Cool, cool story. Uh, Jenny, I fell into HR when Panera Bread. Wow, I'm yeah. hungry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I needed a project manager who could figure out what they were doing wrong when it came to hiring. They wanted someone who came who didn't come from the space, uh, came in, rebranded their hiring collateral, pretty much been in the same space since. That's awesome, Jenny, thanks for sharing. Mark said, my first job out of college, wrote ads and did voiceover work for a radio station. Stumbled into HR technology 15 years later. I just help HR people, but not one of the proud members of the noble profession. You are one of the members of the profession. Yes. It takes a village to do this. Um, Donna, uh, I have primarily worked in HR, but never part never as a part of HR. I've been an admin project coordinator, ATS analyst, employee branch strategist, and employee experience manager. Um, wow, you're part of HR, Donna. But thanks yeah. for uh, sharing that. Uh, Jess, I started this journey in a broker's office working in group benefits, and I jumped in headfirst into HR tech and corporate wellness for clients. Awesome. Uh, I was hired by my alma mater and it, as the president, assistant, and it turned into HR. Cool story, Amy. Uh, Bryce came to HR screaming with joy as I was running to leave IT. That is a fascinating uh, story. I'd love that. You know, you could. I, I I just I know Bryce too well, but Bryce, I would love him to hear. I'd love to hear him sh- share that story live. Um, that's a great story. I'm sure that's a great story. Um, mine's a really interesting story. I'll just share it really quickly. Um, I want to read Lexi's too. Oh, I'm going to read Lexi's first. Now I have to read. Programmer in COBOL. Does everyone know COBOL? Uh, uh, in the 60s. Yes, I'm old for payroll. You're not old. Could not abide that. Uh, 20 years later, ended up building a self-service kiosk for a dozen companies wanting to enable employees with the ability to change their addresses because every employee does that a couple, couple times a day. Choose wow. their benefit options, et cetera, et cetera. So got in on the early days of self-service, started a survey, and uh, that's an amazing survey that's used by so many people in the organization uh, from Cedar, then Sierra Cedar, and then uh, I can't even keep track of it all. But uh, great stuff that uh, that Lexi started and I mean, will be a part of the industry forever, which I love. Um, mine's a quick story. I My dad was in business. My mom was a teacher. And I love the combination of business and education. Um, so I uh, ended up working for a company called Computerland, selling what were called... Uh, notebooks at the time 
And um, one of my first, or my first customer ever was a company called Control Data here in Minneapolis. And I sold them 400 notebooks that weighed like 20 pounds each so that their people could travel from customer to customer to uh, show HR and payroll software. And they said, you did a great job getting us notebooks. Would you be interested in coming over to implement payroll? Uh, and I said, hmm. not knowing anything about what payroll was, got there. And uh, yeah, here I am. So weird story to get into that. Yes, uh, Sapient Insights, Stacey Harris, Lexi. Thank you for adding that. Stacey is doing a great job with Sapient Insights and continuing the survey. Um, I missed some. Anil, I worked for 10 years as a line manager and had the opportunity to apply as lateral entry way back in 2004, enjoying HR ever since. That's great. Kristen, uh, where'd I go? I was building software for the DOD. Ooh, interesting. Unhappy that my work was going to be shelfware. My friend in HR told me I could do recruitment because I knew the technology and liked connecting with people. Awesome stories. Sharon, I was, wow, Super America. Working for Super America in high school and college, I was asked to participate in the job shadow program. These are awesome stories. They like warm my heart because, you know, you've you heard me say, like, how many of your parents raised you to be in HR? And usually when you ask that question, uh, people say, no, you never get anyone that raises their hand. Um, and then when I drill deeper, I say, how many of your parents raised you to be human and to care about humans and to care about people? And you get most people raise their hands. And I think that's such a core, core foundation for our profession that while we might not think we were raised to be in HR, like we are raised to be, you know, human connectors, as Jess said, I'm not sure matchmakers, I would say, but uh, I said connectors, um, you know, we're raised to lead with our heart. We're late, raised to help people become better at, the, at who they are, what they are, and what they want to be as humans all sharing the same planet. So um, I just think it's a really, really important thing for us to all remember. And as our profession continues to expand, you know, into different things, not just recruiting, not just measuring people's performance, but how do we make sure we have an inclusive workplace? How do, make, how do we make sure we're bringing love into what we do? How do we make sure we're weeding out some processes and practices that don't matter anymore, that shouldn't be around anymore, we're still leading with our hearts, no matter what we're doing. Jess? Oh, that's so good. I still can't get over, like, I'm never going to see Steve Lewis the same. And that's the biggest compliment, Steve. I already thought you were amazing. But now I understand that you used to drum in the show band for American Hawaii Cruises. And you decided to come home and go into HR. And now you... Have you class at the university of minnesota for hr <laughs> have you ever heard steve drum live i would i can i request that steve i i, I like to make requests <laughs> oh maybe he'll do it for your birthday one of these years but i have actually heard steve drum you have? live i have and at the same time i i heard him drum live he presented me with an ice auger <laughs> i know that's an inside story audience may not understand ice augers <laughs> yeah so i just moved back to minnesota one out of all the times i've moved back to minnesota and come back to minnesota this was one of the times and steve and the organization he was part of learn at the time was nice enough to present me with my own ice auger oh my god um so uh yeah have you ever all, used 
I w- let's not talk about that. Want <laughs> <laughs> to talk about it more? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a different time. Okay, we can use it to make my ice bar in the backyard. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, Steve Lewis is one of the best humans you will ever meet. I know it. Wow, I'm going to come back and capture all of these stories uh, in the chat. And by the way, you can you can always watch the replay. Like if you do this drop down in the upper left-hand corner, I can't believe this is session 36 already. Uh, 36 in Crowdcast. We started this. I don't know where we started this. What were we using? LinkedIn Live or something? We've done- we did some LinkedIn Live. We did some Zoom. But it was, you know, it was all while people were hurting. It yeah. was all while people were hurting, and we just wanted a way to bring people together and. Um, yeah, it's been great. So um, anyway, yes, it's fun to do this every Friday. Totally. I want to hear Jackie Clayton's how she got into HR story. Let's bring her on. I think we should bring her on. Uh, for those of you. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Just what? while I do this, yeah. Kelly just reminded me in Zoom and we were bombed. Remember that? Oh, my God. I blanked it out intentionally, I think. <laughs> that was one of the most traumatic moments of my life oh how y'all doing i'm just gonna take you in i love it and you yes i'm classy but i cuss a little just a little just that's fine it's more than welcome do you have anything to say to jess on her birthday Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Happy birthday to you. Literally, people who know me know that I'm like, I'm always excited, but there's something that happens, and especially if it's me and Jess and Chloe at the same time, their voices just get to a certain pitch. It's a fever pitch of excitement. It's like Santa and the Easter Bunny, free corn dogs and cotton candy, all at the same time. It's amazing. Amazing. I told you, I'm going to start crying. I laugh until I cry. (laughs) People in your life you meet and it's like home. Yes. Yes. And Jess is one of those people for me. feels like home when I see her. Oh, thank you. Happy birthday, boo. And... We've known each other for a long time now. Yeah. What's this boo? What's this? What's this boo stuff? Is this like? Don't be jealous. Don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Check yourself. <laughs> this is my favorite moment ever. I was so excited for Jason to meet you. I love somebody's first exposure to Jackie Clayton. You never know what they're in for, and it's. More than you can hope for. <laughs> so I just say, because I say what I'm feeling, I just have to share. Like I never thought I'd be on this with someone who had a larger personality than Jess, <laughs> and now I, Jackie's here, and I'm like, oh my god, like she's <laughs> double Jess all of a sudden. <laughs> oh Holy Hannah! Yeah. So uh, I should just disappear. But anyway, uh, no, Jackie would love to hear your story about how you got into HR. Yes, true story. So. I actually, I was a business analyst and I, you know, we were newly-ish married and I was pregnant with my, you know, pregnant with my child. And I thought pregnancy was a permanent condition. Like I was, pre- I think I was like a month and I was like, I'm never going back to work again. 
And I didn't. I just came home. I was like, I feel like shit. I'm not going back. <laughs> Figure it out. So I stayed home. And then four years later, I was like, oh, maybe I should go back to work. And I started in recruiting. And I, because while I had my kids at home, I sold Tupperware. So I had this technology experience and I had a sales experience. Mm -hmm. So they called me into recruiting and then I started agency and then went corporate. So I went to HR through the Robert Half door. That's mm -hmm. how I got there. I generally, though, I told y'all the truth. Usually when people ask me, I tell them I lost a bet. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I love it. Oh, I do want to come to Minneapolis this summer. Yeah, summer. yeah don't, for, don't forget, it says this summer. Um, we happen well, to be yeah, uh, happen to be Jackie over the next six days, not getting above zero. So uh, it's not a good time to uh, come to Minneapolis. Well, I mean, maybe you like that weather, but uh, no one likes that. No one likes that. <laughs> Even if they pretend, no one. Even likes the that, professional right? skiers, ice dancers. They don't like it. <laughs> Nobody likes it. So Jackie, I just want to show you something really quickly. Um, and I'm going to show the whole audience this. If I look at uh, this particular screen right here, everyone see that? <gasps> Who's that? There's Jackie. There's Isn't Jackie. that the funniest thing? Me and Josh right there is the funny is like. Yeah, you guys are a couple. You guys are a couple. <laughs> it's a right moment. It's a right? moment. And so, you happen uh, to follow him on the agenda for Spring HR Tech, but he follows you for this meetup. So it's a pretty yeah. tough act to follow. <laughs> so, jo I, so Josh will be on the meetup next Friday for those of you that follow along. I can almost guarantee you he will not be wearing a t-shirt like that. <laughs> he um, can. I'll lend it. He can. Yeah, we can get him one. But uh, yeah, so so Jackie, uh, just so I just wanted to share this just because everyone that's not registered for this event should register, um, if for nothing else, to hear Jackie speak. Um, but Jackie, maybe you could talk a little about, you know, your role in this event and, and how this event's being positioned this year. Yes. So, you know, I think like 2020 has been tough all around, um, but we've seen an uptick in diversity and inclusion after seeing four years of repressed, you know, feelings or a lot of anxiety, a lot of mental health issues, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of imposter syndrome. And people say that we need to like, oh, the challenge is finding diverse talent when the challenge is getting over your own white privilege. It's getting over your own racism. It's getting over your own inadequacies, stepping up to the plate and bringing everyone to the table in a welcoming place. The challenge, that's the challenge. And there's been some solutions. There are some solutions from a technical standpoint. Because if again, if you know me, I'm really a data dork. I seem like I don't care about all that stuff, but really it's math. There's a lot of it that we can do it. So, um, and as you know, now I'm at Seekout. So it's funny to me because people say, oh, how do you find diverse talent? At Seekout, that's not the challenge. You click two buttons, you get there like in five seconds. Okay, so now what do you do, right? So the excuses are completely stripped away. Mm -hmm. And yet people still say, well, what am I supposed to do with these people? And you're like, 
okay, well, you could call them. Like you could ask <laughs> them to come. And then there's another part of this challenge of hiring people that you know are going to challenge you, right? Like people like hiring mini-me's. Thankfully, like Jess and I have created our own mini-me's, but if you can't create your own, then you try to hire and build a a group of of mini-use. And a lot of times people fall into that in the hiring process where they don't realize that they're not making business decisions. They're creating fan clubs, right? So when you're doing diversity and inclusion, you have to get away from hiring fan clubs and hiring people that are going to challenge you on purpose. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it's really funny. Like I posted on Twitter last week, like if you are saying you don't want to hire somebody because they don't fit your company culture, you're doing diversity wrong. Yes. I hate it when we do cultural fit. I hate values alignment, but That's right. is so such a slippery slope. That's right. Because think about this. We were laughing about the the pie, like when people always say, just because you give me a slice of pie doesn't mean you're going to not have any pie. And so we were talking about that last week. We were like, and if you meet more people, you get to try different pies. <laughs> we're like, Bring all the pies, right? But it really is that simple. People try to make this really, really complex. And you can break it down really easy. Get rid of the hate mongers. Challenge yourself to be different and innovate. Mm-hmm. The other, uh, yes, 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 amen. The other problem we have, Jackie, is that we think that diversity recruitment or diversity hiring is the goal, but we don't do the inclusion, the environment That's work. Right. We don't create the culture that will empower and activate that diverse talent once they get inside your organization. So you hire them and you check a box and then they get inside the company and they they go, what? I don't belong here. <laughs> and you exactly incredible talent by not bringing that talent to life in a way that they're fully activated, fully empowered. You see and support the whole person. So without doing the inclusion and belonging work, please don't start with the diverse, make diversity. the goal. It's not even the thing. I, I mean, there is a quote that goes around from the, um, I think she's the chief diversity officer over at Netflix and it's really great, but we need to agree to just stop saying this. People say, oh, diversity is being asked to the dance and then inclusion is being asked to dance and then add this Jackie quote. And then belonging is finding out, I don't want to dance with any of you people, but I do like playing darts. And so in the corner, you have a dartboard just in case I don't want to dance so that when I get to the dance, because you invited me, I still feel like I'm important. It's way deeper than just being asked to dance because a lot of us have been asked to dance. We don't like the music. We're still dancing. I don't like the people here. I'm still dancing right? Because I have to feed my family. So I'll dance. Right. And when you get into those things, it's like, okay, we need to find out what belonging is. And it's not for you to guess for me. And that's what organizations have been doing, especially those of us here in America as Americans. That's the culture that's been developed since the beginning of time. I'm going to show you what's best for you. 
look at those savages. I'm going to teach them how to do this right. I want to be able to do that. Yes, Tracy, I do love dancing in the kitchen, but that's when I yeah. choose to dance, <laughs> right? But I mean, that's what this whole piece is. And we, we were all raised, all of us that love our country have been here. We are all products of the system. The system from the very beginning was set up that I'm better than you. Let me show you how I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. By this majority group that also said, but you, we're not going to let you be a part of this. We get to decide all the way up to this point. And then people say, I don't know what's happening. I don't get it. I don't, under, I don't understand. The system isn't broken. The system is working exactly the way that it was created. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. it's up for us to undo what we were taught. That's why we say unlearn and relearn, right? And then there's some things that we have to get over that we all, like a majority group believes in regards to diversity and inclusion. I'll make an example. This is something that you see a lot. People will have Boolean strength to help people find candidates and it'll include the top 100 names, right? And they create a Boolean. It only it only brings back 10% of all the females. But you use 100, right? You use that list to be able to do it. And someone will say, can we please not use this? No, we have to use it because you want a data solution because you're pretending you don't know how to hire a Black person unless the computer software system tells you that. So let me explain to you how we're going to do that. We wouldn't have to do that if people would get past that and did the actual work. And so what's happened is, okay, if you don't want to do the work on it, I will do it for you. Mm -hmm. So now what? That's where we're at. Done. Mic drop. Done. Record that? Done. We can just play that for HR Tech. Can we just play that? That was pretty good. I'm going to watch the recording. I thought you were recorded keynote. What did I just say? That was good. <laughs> so Jackie, one of the things that we try to remember as a community when we, when we have these conversations, and I'm constantly reminding myself of, when we talk about diversity, we tend to fall into the race and gender uh, yes. conversation really easily and really fast because that's the most obvious and it's, it's the most prevalent, it's the most whatever, but there's all kinds of diversity. And can a solution like SeekOut or any solution, let's just talk about data, good, smart, intelligent use of data, can it help for all of the kinds of diversity? All yes. of, yes. But you see, and this is the thing that you have to do in order to get the work. These are the things that are really difficult. And this takes those of us data dorks. I saw in the chat, there was somebody else who was a data dork in here with me. You know, we, we love our data dorks. Whoever because you are. Data is sexy and we just attract them all. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's funny. We were in Minneapolis. <laughs> that was when we, oh, I can't eat. I don't even know if I can say that on that one. That, that, that was when we lost the cookie butter. Do you remember? And we went to Target. Oh my God. Next. Next. <laughs> and there's Paul, for those of you who don't know. Yes. Paul. We bought our own cookie butter and brought our own dessert back to the restaurant and ordered cocktails and cocktails and we had our cookie butter. <laughs> yes, we had cookie butter. It was the first time I ever had cookie butter. It was delicious. <laughs> but the, you you have to be able to understand exactly how, because there is a system. So there's certain things that 
through the years, we've been able to influence or try to make sure you can find. So there's a couple of things that people don't do that are very, and those of us that are Gen Xers, I'm a Gen Xer, you know, happy birthday. Maybe you're a Gen Xer, I know, even though, you know, we look really young, but all of <laughs> um, so for example, I was like, okay, let's look at all these things. We need to look for all these people so we can help people hire people who are disabled. I say that to a client. I can help you hire disabled people. And he said, well, I don't want to call them disabled. And I said, okay, that's what they're called. So what do you call them? If you're not calling them disabled, what do you call them? And then you can see the complete breakdown where they stop. So it's like, okay, let me help you out with this. Got it, university. It's the only university that was created for deaf or hard of hearing people. Deaf or hard of hearing people are disabled, mm -hmm. right? It's the only college in the United States that does it. Wow. Recruit from there. Yes. Okay. There are scholarships that are given to people that are neurodiverse. There are scholarships. There's a university that caters to people that are on the spectrum who are who learn differently. Yes. There are different Greek organizations where you can letter, get your Greek letters based on your ability to overcome certain situations or scholarships that are given to parents, children, and foster care. There are ways of doing this. Um, I just created for Seek Out a Filter to find native Hawaiian people. So I've, I, this is different. If you know anything about Hawaii, there's a difference between living in Hawaii, being Hawaiian, and being a native Hawaiian. Mm. So someone asked me for that. I did the research, dug in, found out, went back to the old like 1840 census. Like before that, people had one name, one name. So you're like, oh, these were the core names. These were the core tribes. These are the core things. So we look at those things so we can bring you closer to those things, right? We can bring you closer to being able to make those choices. Hi, look who it is. How are you? I am just listening to you and loving every minute of this. Did you record it? <laughs> I wish I had. I wish I had. <laughs> wow, you guys, we have a this is... brimstone this woman is bringing to Spring HR Tech. Team. I'm telling you, I love this energy and happy birthday, Jess. Aww, get, we you. have to get to the important stuff here. It's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you know, Gina Kelly. Gina yeah. Kelly here is the uh, conference chair for Spring HR Tech. So she's responsible for the entire she's event. Somebody took so, the uh, risk. She's taking the chance. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So she's the one that's bringing Jackie on stage, which is great. I so love taking chances. Awesome. <laughs> and there's a question that I, I, I brought Jeannie on. Uh, Jeannie, it's a great question. And you, one of the things that you, you asked a question here, it says, so HRIS yeah. has a section to self-identify, but is voluntary. So mm -hmm. it's a combination of an HR Tech question but yeah. as well as a question yeah. for, for Jackie. And I would love, Jeannie, maybe you can ask it yeah. in a better way than I can. Yeah, for sure. So I've struggled with this, right? Because everybody has been toting this um, diversity and inclusion, and it really kind of gets my back up because like you are talking about, diversity isn't a checklist. It's not a bell curve on your um, your, your head count, right? <laughs> Who you have and how many of what you have right um so the inclusion part is where i struggle a lot because hris you can identify whether you're you know um african-american or or caucasian or visible minority or indigenous 
um, indigenous Indian, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. here. Yeah. But a lot of people don't fill that out, right? Part of it is um, it's whether or not they feel like they're in a safe culture. Um, part of it is they don't think we need to know. So you're left with, let's say you want to do a focus group. You want to pull in different, um, you want to embrace the, the inclusiveness part, but you're looking at a long list of a headcount. All you're going is names. Like, how else do you do it without walking out and going, hi? Yeah. Where I say all the time how unfortunate it, it is that the things that make us human are protected class categories. <laughs> like, yeah, you have a family, how do you, uh, you know, what is your ethnicity or your heritage? What is the gender that you claim? You, like, all of that's protected class information. It's what makes us so beautifully human. So, when and how do we bring those? characteristic out at work, Jackie, to create BRGs, to enable culture, to see people. When do we get to see people? <laughs> you, you want to be inclusive, but then you have to have, you have such a, a fine line of, of, you know, privacy legislation and offending people. Um, God, somebody, somebody please. Well, have, uh, Jackie, I'd like you to, to, to tackle this from a couple of angles, and that is, how do you make people comfortable mm -hmm. self-identifying? Because I think a lot of people just don't, they just don't check, you know, they don't check the box because they're uncomfortable with that. I think there's a lot of ways that people actually check. First of all, thank you for asking the question, because I know it's a lot like, you know, it, it's uncomfortable for a lot of people. I will say that. Number two, one of my unpopular opinions is that you might have to start with a checklist. All of us have gone on a diet before. And we actually go to the list. What am I supposed to eat? As if we don't know that eating a Big Mac and a milkshake is going to make us fatter than eating celery and a chicken breast. Because it's hard getting started. Yeah. Right? So we look at the list. Okay. Bran, muffin, no sugar, agave. Got it. Not blueberry crumble. Got it. Thank you for the reminder. You use the checklist until you don't have to use a checklist. Mm -hmm. So start with that. When people say checklist, don't use a checklist, they mean you're not done once you've made the hire. So we'll start with that. Mm -hmm. The other part is people may not want to self-disclose prior to getting an opportunity if they feel unsafe. Yes. So you start exactly. by creating a safe environment. Mm -hmm. They also don't know why you're asking the question. Yep. So you tell them why you're asking the question and allow them to say those. You say, we are trying to start this. We, it starts with, we know we have a problem. We have a problem. We haven't been able to do this. This is what I want to do. And you allow people to what I call volunteer as tribute. My family has been making spaces and put us in freaking uncomfortable situations. I was talking to my sister, like our whole life. Mm -hmm. My family would say they don't let black people go here. So that's where we're going. Mm -hmm. Right. And that pattern has continued my whole life of going in those spaces. So once they're hired, mm -hmm. you make people feel valued and let them know what you're doing. You don't ask previously before they're getting hired because then they feel like you may use that against them because people utilize that against them. And now, I, the other 
Absolutely. And I, sorry, and I totally agree with that. But then you try to look at your statistics because you don't have that data, right? And so you ask them. And it's blind, right? Well, you have the data. P.S. If you go to the EEO one report, you have it at least at a high level data. If somebody says that they don't have it, that's not true. They just don't know where it is and you have to dig a little further. It's always there. It's the law. The other part is asking it. Do a survey as a poll, as way people identify. They can be anonymous. You just want to know how they how they identify so that mm -hmm. you can create programs internally for the people that are there. Yeah. Ask what kind of things that people want, because we do that in HR too. Like, oh, you can want a vacation. Well, I don't want to go on vacation, right? So like maybe I would want something else, but we find out what's going on. The other part is that, and part of what I'm going to be discussing at my keynote, and so I won't get into it too much because it'll ruin the surprise, is what are you pretending not to know? Mm. Ooh. So you just hired somebody and on LinkedIn, he says he's a member of the gay chorus, but you're afraid to ask him if he's gay because you don't want to be offensive, even though he just said he's a member of the gay chorus. So now we're going to all pretend he's not gay because we don't want him to feel discriminated against, even though he just told the whole world. Yes. But we all were afraid. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So you don't, you don't go to somebody and say, you're gay, right? You say to someone, you want to get to know these people. I notice on your profile, and that's what I mean. People tell people things all of the time, but we pretend that we don't know in the name of trying to not be offensive. And then we actually offend by doing that. I did a class that was called Diversity Bingo and asked everybody to ask different groups in the organization. Right. And I asked people what the hardest thing, and this was my first source con, and I don't even remember what year it was, whenever it was. Um, and I asked them what the hardest question to ask was. And they said to find somebody who was black. And I was like, but I'm black. And she said, I know, but I was afraid to ask you. I was like, but I'm the one, I'm running the class. I'm a very non scary person. She's like, I was scared you're going to put me on stage. I was like, well, you're on stage anyway. <laughs> See what happened there? You know? So my advice, and then what we do is infer. We can infer that someone is part of a different group. We can infer that they are at least an ally or supportive of these diverse organizations without claiming to know anything previously to being hired. Therefore, they are not an applicant. Therefore, you are not restricted as to the communication that you're having with somebody because you're just trying to get to know somebody. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna get sued for somebody's bad credit while you're dating, right? You gotta find that out before. If you don't and you get married and find those things out later, then you're, then you're now you're responsible for those things. So you have to go through the path you know, I think, you know, Jackie, I think we we screwed up for so long that now we 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 don't know how to do right anymore. Isn't it really just about being human and and creating, you know, love? this is all love and trust mm -hmm. and empathy. Every time we talk about DEI stuff, I mean, Jason brings it back home every time. We're really just talking about showing empathy to each other. And I think we're so afraid to to just boil it down to the basics. We're talking about humanizing people 
by, you know, showing, you know, dignifying people by seeing the whole person and everything that makes them that person. This is not that hard. Well, it's about said. being vulnerable. Yeah. And I just was having a mini class. I, I, there's a, a guy that I work with, his name's Ashish and it has two A's at the beginning of his name. And his last name is Amdari, A-H-M-D-H-E-R-E, can't pronounce it. And so I talk about a lot of times people will say, oh, you're racist. You don't want to call him because he's of Indian descent. No, I don't want to sound like an idiot Well, I when I call him Ashish Demdari. That's what I don't want to do. And so calling Jennifer would be a lot easier for me. But you also have to remember Ashish, which I found out is Ashish, <laughs> knows that he has two A's at the beginning of his name. He knows it's difficult to pronounce. And so you have to be willing to be vulnerable to say, hi, my name is Jackie with a Y-E. Sometimes people don't know how to pronounce it, including Bill Gates and <laughs> the people at Apple. It comes up, Jack I, you know. <laughs> how do you pronounce your name? Oh, right. Tell you. What you a know? human thing to do to meet meet Ashish halfway in that example. Yeah. What is so the hey, Jeannie. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say, hey, Jeannie, thank you so much for coming on. I don't need to leave you there. So you, yes, you can uh, come yeah. on video. Did you want to have, do you have a follow up or were you gonna say something else? No, 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 no. I, I just think that it's, it. I, I, I think when you have a very large organization and you have recruitment that is separate from the actual HR that's in the business, I think it's internal where you just have to make those systems overlay because I I'm, may not be part of the recruitment. I may not necessarily see who's coming in the door, right? So there's some cut. All all processes fall apart at the handover, right? And so I think that's where internal work needs to be done. So well, thank you. The first place is not. I will get, let you the little known unpopular fact is that diversity recruiting should not start in HR. Mm -hmm. The problem in the culture has already been set. The culture is never set by HR either. We just get the mission statement and move forward. Thank you. And if Thanks, you need Jean. anything, just let me know. Okay. Thanks, Jeannie. Yeah, thank you, Jeannie. I love Daryl. I was trying to, I actually just looked him up. I couldn't remember where Daryl, where I knew Daryl Graves from. What a great question. He's, he couldn't be here, but he has a question for you, Jackie. He's a DEI director at Dialpad, but he was previously at Workday. I think that's where I know him from. Okay, great question. So capturing data on hiring data to show whether you made a diverse hire, is that sexist or racist or otherwise biased to capture that data and say, wow, look at us, pat us on the back. We just made a diverse no. hire. In fact, you should start with that first. And I actually, you seek out to do that too. The first thing when they say, we want to make diversity inclusion. I looked at a client the other day. They said, we were so excited that we can be, we are, we are at 23% female. We want to bring it to 40% in the next year. And I was like, okay, well, let's see who's left in the last two years. And they were like, what? <laughs> and I said, mm -hmm. we're going to look at who's left in the last two years. You have lost 2,000 women in the last two years. Wow. So in order for you to reach that goal, you're going to have to increase your hires. Like you, 20% is not the goal. Your goal is to hire 50% so that you can get to that 30% because they're leaving. Or you could try to, let's find out where this person, what, where, 
where we're having a problem. Oh, look, it's New York. Oh, look, it's in customer service. Oh, look, we can narrow it down to see who's leaving and we can see where they're going. And then you also have to look at those organizations to see where they're going to see if they're doing something that you're not doing. So Dorothy start well on the head. There's a whole presentation here. I don't mean to interrupt you, Jackie. Like, no, no, no. Data for DEI work. Like people don't know how to do this work. I truly believe people don't know how to do this work. And what you're saying about data is so gold, so gold. Well, the secret is like, because the CEO says we're increasing diversity by 50% without ever looking at the turnover numbers, never. So then when you show them, because then recruiting is already terrified, right? And they're like, oh my gosh, we have to increase this by 20%. No, boo-boo, come here, look, you have to increase it by 85% to get to the 50%. So you should be able to count. We can look at the numbers are here. What are you doing different today than you've been doing two years ago? Nothing then you can count on this happening. Have you hired anybody else? And also you have to hire at the executive management level first, because if you don't hire at the management executive level first, then no one's gonna hold everybody else accountable. They're just gonna say it's a bad program. It didn't work. We hired 50% more females in you know, customer service and they all left. <laughs> Jason's laughing. Is that the boo? No, no. Well, oh, no, there was the boo, and then there was the boo boo. The boo boo. Like, oh, so, so. I'm from Texas. I mean, boo, it's just like everything. I call everyone a variation of boo boo. We don't call people boo boo in New Jersey. So, yeah, I'm loving that. That's great. Well, I just have one question boo boo boo. Uh, and that's you, just Jackie. Boo boo boo. Boo cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you, earlier on, you mentioned the concept of unlearning, you know, or adaptation. Um, and then you talked about how this isn't necessarily an HR role, but, you know, it's a business role. Like, how do, I mean, so much of the work that we're doing is around unlearning right now. And I'm just curious as to if you, you know, hit any spots while you've been poking people where you've been saying, wow, wake up. Like, wow, that's a great way to rethink or unlearn because I think we're all looking for those secrets and we all fall back into the our old habits. You know, I was thinking about your diet thing. Like everyone falls back into the yeah. stuff. So how do you get, when do you realize, how do you get over that hill? I think it's, a you know, the concept of building a habit and just making it part of your, of who you are and how you do things, which is why I think DEI shouldn't be its own department, but it yeah. should be infused in everything we do. But I'd love your thoughts. Yeah, I, I, part of it is just holding yourself accountable and actually looking at the numbers. So when you start these processes, you actually have to start looking at it at a quarterly basis. A really good way, it's not to shame and blame. And that's why the data takes the sting out of it, right? Find out where these things are going through. Where are you, where are you losing in the process from the very beginning? so that we can actually be accountable because I'm telling you that like the, the system wasn't created by us. The mission statement wasn't created by us. The diversity goals more than likely were not created by us, right? But we're, but here we are. So we're gonna look at it so we can get a better handle on where the issue is. Is the issue, or we're not attracting people? Is the issue we get them, they're not, we're not pushing them through the funnel and recruiting. We've pushed it through recruiting. The hiring manager, this person keeps, it's a lot of work and it's consistent. Um, but I want to go back to explaining where I see somebody saying, oh, I want to talk to somebody and say, no, I want to hire you. You're hearing impaired. 
you know, do you do that? No. What you do is you want to hire these people. Th th that should never come up in the discussion. Just as much as when I change the diet and act, get baked chips for my family, it's not up for discussion. We're just trying to be healthier. Mm -hmm. But Paul's, I actually love part of, part of Paul's story is about accommodation. That's if right. You, if you reckon, if you suspect or recognize that accommodation might be required, is it okay to, to validate? You just ask every, you should ask everybody. You're not even allowed. Like I can't, there's so much I can't ask you, but well, you should ask everybody. Yes. Yes. If accommodation is required. Because we've all had moments where it's like, I don't, I do, I don't want to walk up the stairs. Like I don't, I don't have, you know, I'm getting old. My back might hurt. You know, people ask you different things. Like, can we adjust this in some kind of way? Because yeah. Otherwise, they're just making you uncomfortable first. Mm. You just ask everybody. You make it common practice. It's about belonging, right? And it was about, hey, nobody asked me if I even wanted to dance. Now they're getting mad because they're saying I didn't show up, but they never asked me what would right. be good for me. So the, the habit that we get in is treating people as people. And since we're all people, we're trying to make sure everybody is comfortable. Mm -hmm. And it's never going to be comfortable by pointing out somebody's differences walking in. We're just trying to make it accommodating for everyone, for everyone. And then it just becomes habit. But you have to start looking at it starting at a quarterly basis. We're checking off those boxes until we figure out we don't have to because it's just natural. So if you have a problem with it and you're not meeting your numbers and you keep backsliding, you go back to your checklist. Mm -hmm. And just have open like I don't. If you start from a place of, you know, good intent, always assume positive intent, have good, trusting, positive conversations, ask questions. And if somebody asks a question in the wrong way, my goodness, at least people, at least we're trying to ask questions and have conversations uh, versus not. So I think um, trust each other more or, or find that place of trust to say, how do I do this? Do, you know, how do I ask a better question next time? Like Paul's example, um, I, you know, but start, start somewhere. <laughs> no crumble. Who did that? Who did that? <laughs> this is, this is Jason. That's All Jason. That looks, that's so I've got blueberries in my freezer right now. Yeah. <laughs> now we're sharing recipes. I love it. Hey. Hey, Jean, I'm going to let you go. Jean, thank yeah. you so much for being yeah, on. Yeah, my um, pleasure. My I, pleasure. Once again, Jean, awesome job on the event. I hope everyone yeah. can register. There's the green button right there. Register. Please. And uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. See you next month. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Jean. <laughs> so, Jackie, I, I just have one quick diet question, and then I'm done. Um, and it came to me over text. It's not, I don't it's not really, I can answer it. Well, it's not really a diet question. It's not really a diet question, but someone texted me and said, is that a Jack LaLanne juicer behind you? Oh. Me? Yeah. Yeah. This is actually, this right here is my coffee machine. There is a juicer like over here. I got like three juicers. I got an emulsifier. <laughs> I got a freaking hand. I, you know, good intentions are right. Well, you know, it was an, old, per so it was an old person if they said I got Jack LaLanne. I got all the things. Never had a juice. <laughs> so I 
I, sorry, I didn't mean to lose it. There's a question from Jenny that says, if someone wasn't comfortable self-disclosing a disability upon hire, but later feels comfortable disclosing, can the numbers change? Yes. I thought it was an and interesting question. Let me tell you what is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen in working with organizations. They're like, we want to work on our diversity. And then there's all these diverse people that are like, okay, why don't you start with us? We're here. We're already here. Yeah. You have to start with your 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 people and especially neurodiverse. Yeah. Because people and with mental health and having those things that are 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 an issue. Like there are people that are on um can be in various places on the spectrum or have or learn differently that don't feel comfortable showing their face all the time. Or maybe they have something where they don't want to do those things. The numbers do change. You just ask, you can still ask. So you have to recollect the data. Is, is that what you're saying, Jackie? Recollect data even on your existing workforce? Yes. In order for you to make programs and make sure that people are comfortable, not to single out, but so that you have a better idea so you can compare those numbers, you also have to do it because you have to look at, you know, disaggregate data to figure out if you're really getting the right blend in all of the various departments and all of the various groups. It can't be just one group. So there's a lot of math involved, which isn't always fun, but once you get it right, you're uh, You are so brilliant, brilliant. And uh, thank you, my friend. Kidding, kidding. Not brilliant, passionate. Yes, oh, <laughs> I love both of those. Mark, do we really get this right now? If you want it. <laughs> So it, it's so fun to me to show off talent on here. And uh, Jackie is such an amazing talent. So Jackie, thank you so much for being on. It means the world uh, to us. So thank you so much for sharing what you've shared. You're welcome. I'll bring my blueberry crunch pie uh, next time. Oh, I, I can't it. wait. Jackie, you want to stay on and sing happy birthday? Sure, yes. 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 Awesome. So Mark, 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 tell us about your musical. Just tell us about your musical uh, career. Because I think it's fascinating. <laughs> I don't have a musical career gang. That's why I'm in HR. But I, <laughs> I'm on the board of directors of a, a nonprofit that does concerts for causes. So we perform and we tell the story of a non of another nonprofit to bring um, uh, awareness to their cause, and we tell their story through music. So it's kind of a fun thing I do in my wow. life. We can't. We haven't been able to do that much the past year, obviously, but we're still hanging on there. So I was lucky enough to be invited to one of Mark's concerts um, that he did. So, um, Mark, I'd love just a quick happy birthday to wrap us up. Okay, you guys ready? Everybody's got to yep. sing together now. Jackie, I'm going to need your help. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Happy Happy birthday, Jess. Thank you so much. My cheeks are like burning from smiling <laughs> and laughing so much. What an incredible hour. Thank you. It was a great hour. It really hey, was. Hey, Jackie. Jackie, someone's asking for your LinkedIn. So I don't know if you can type in your- Yes, Jackie, Jackie Clayton. Jackie Thank you for putting Clayton. the Y-E. Jackie with the Y-E, Clayton. 
That's me, C-L-A-Y-T. So, Kristen, there's her information. Uh, Jess, happy birthday. Mark, thank you so much for being on. Uh, yeah. Jackie, thanks for being on. And uh, next week we have Josh Burson talking about HR technology and what he'll be speaking about at the event. So, so excited to have everyone here. Thanks so much. And I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. Love you all. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.